It's the Progress Pod, a production of the Franklin County Coalition for Progress. I'm Pete Mazzoni. Cycling has never been bigger in Franklin County than it is right now. More and more people are coming to discover central Pennsylvania as a cycling mecca. Covered bridges, mountains, quiet country lanes, we have it all. The sport's popularity here has grown thanks in large part to the efforts of our guests today. Karen Kiefer founded what has become the Franklin County Cyclists from its beginnings as a club at the Chambersburg Hospital. She has a fascinating story to tell, and we'll get right to it. Thanks for being here, Karen. Thank you for asking me to come today. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited to talk about your group and your experiences in cycling in general. So if we could start with a little background uh, and just talk about you, and if you want to tell us some of your story, that would be great. Okay, I've always had a love of cycling, starting probably when I was six years old and I lived in New York. I was walking down the street and I saw a bicycle on the porch and I just went up and helped myself to it. And I was riding down the street and I promptly wrecked that bicycle and I have a scar on my nose today as proof. Anyhow, as time went on, of course, you get other bikes you get your own bike for Christmas and I bought my first bike with money I earned when I was 14 working in an ice cream stand okay so I've always had a love of cycling but I never Mm -hmm. officially rode in a group or rode Mm -hmm. with other people back then I thought 10 miles was a long way to ride I would ride out to Caledonia from Chambersburg Mm -hmm. and that was about 10 miles and that was quite an accomplishment sure so now you ride 100 miles and you don't really think too much of it. Well, so. you don't, maybe. <laughs> Some people might. So that began my love of cycling starting when I was a child. But it wasn't only cycling that I liked. I, I liked running equally. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't know which I liked better, actually, running or biking. And I always liked to swim. And so I just put all the three together and then I started doing triathlons. There you go. And so I would do the swim and then the bike and then the run. The first triathlon I ever did was the catfish triathlon up in Harrisburg. Okay. How'd you do? I won first place in my age group. Congratulations. Wow. Well, now there's a story behind that. I was the only one in my age group. You're not supposed (laughs) to tell that to the audience. Well, I do. But... (laughs) But still, my time was better than the other age groups there you around. Go. I, can, I can't help it. Nobody else wanted to right. swim in my age group. So, but. <laughs> That's funny. So from then, I just kept doing more and more triathlons. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, I was more successful at the triathlons. I came in fourth place in the Nationals out in Las Vegas. Wow. Well, actually, it was Boulder City in uh, Lake Mead. Okay. And uh, that enabled me to become part of Team USA. And at the time, TriSports.com was my sponsor. Mm-hmm. And my sponsor had sent me to a training camp in Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And during that training camp, I got to uh, work with some world-class athletes like Dave Scott, a four-time uh, Ironman world champion, mm-hmm. and Andy Potts. He was an uh, Olympic swimmer. Okay. And uh, Lance Armstrong's coach, Chris Carmichael. Oh, sure. Anyhow, during that training camp that I was at, I discovered that I had a lump in my breast. And as as soon as I got back home, I made an appointment and saw my Mm -hmm. doctor. And I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So that started a series of, you know, Mm -hmm. surgeries. And 
I opted to have a uh, double mastectomy mm-hmm. in May, and that was because I just didn't want to take a chance on. I've known so many people who have had breast cancer, mm-hmm. only to have it reoccur in the right, other breast. Right. And I thought, well, once and done, I'm only going to deal with this one time, and we're going to get it over. And I'm just opted to have a bilateral mastectomy. Mm-hmm. And also, that was the most important year of my life because I was training for the Lake Placid Ironman at the time. Mm-hmm. And the Lake Placid Ironman was in July, and my surgery was in May. So I had a good base. I had already been training for a long time, so I just, you know, used what I had already built. And I didn't worry so much about the training. Just my goals changed. I went from planning on uh, placing, like first, second, or third in your age group, to just just wanting to finish respectably. Mm -hmm. So, and and I think I accomplished that. I was still 18th out of 55 people in my age group, and it's not too bad for For having gone through all those. Yeah, it almost sounds like you were training, training, training. Oh, this cancer thing is coming. I can't wait to get this out of the way. I got to go to this event. You were just kind of looking past it. That was my mindset. It's just something that just got in the way. Yeah. So Interesting. And then in October, I had already, like I said, placed for Team USA Mm -hmm. in the long course triathlon. It was in Perth, Australia. Oh, wow. So that was right in the middle of my chemo. So I was all set up with a chemo regimen and they gave me a triple dose before I got on the airplane. Your doctors were okay with you going? My doctor worked my chemo around my training schedule. Oh, that's awesome. So, yes. So I got out there and I did some training. They had a bike there for me. I didn't have to bring my own bike. Mm -hmm. I thought my goal, I said, was not to win, but just to place or just to uh, finish. Mm -hmm. And I knew finishing on chemo i was racing against the best athletes in the world right what age group were you uh competing in at this time 50 to 55 okay great so and i thought well i'm just gonna finish i'm just gonna finish and i earned my place and with everything that's happened i'll probably never qualify again Mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna go for it and have a good time sure and and I had a good time, and I wasn't last. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't last. I was next to last. You weren't I, I last, did, though. Didn't really admit that to too many people, but. Well, uh, an interesting thing about your age group is that what people may not know is when, you know, it gets to the fifty to fifty-five, which I'm in that age group now. The only people competing are people who are deadly serious. Right. I mean, kind of the people who are just trying it out. They're gone. They, they've given up and moved on to other sports. So. That age group may sound like the old people, but it's really the people who are, you know, gritting their teeth and determined to win. So you, di- you didn't finish last in Perth, and you came back, and where did things go from there? I just took a breather for a couple months because that was the last of my big events. I had accomplished everything I really wanted, mm-hmm. wanted to, and I just decided to, instead of training, you know, to win all the time, I just... I kind of like the idea of training for fun and just just have enjoyment. A lot of things had happened to me, not just the cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year before, my uh, husband died. We were doing a cross-country ride, and it was bicycle ride, and it started at Coast, Costa Mesa, California, sure, Southern and California. was to finish in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. 25 days, you ride anywhere from 100 
15 to 140 miles every day wow. with America by Bicycle. Stay in hotels, no camping. Right, right. Get a shower, a pillow. Get a shower. Your meals are ready for you. That's nice. So, day three of that, I wrecked in uh, Wickenburg. I know Wickenburg area. Do you know Wickenburg? Yeah, I used to live in Sedona, so I know some of Oh, okay. Great area. I feel Mm. like I've been cheated. Yeah. I've been cheated out of Arizona. Yeah, that's pretty. In the Sedonia. It's terrific. I got to ride for five days in the sag wagon. Because I had broken my pelvis and mm-hmm. two ribs. What happened? And you lose control of the bike? No, or? I didn't lose control of the bike. What happened was this: I was in the lead for about five miles, and this other person came up behind us and passed me and got right in front of me. And then he started pointing to, to something on the right-hand side of the road, pointing and looking and yelling. <laughs> and so... It broke my concentration. I was Uh-oh. I looked to see what he was pointing at and try to figure out what he was trying to say. And because he wasn't paying attention, he had his hand off the handlebar. He drifted into the rumble strips, and he fell right in front of me, and I was right behind oh, him. Geez. And I went right over top Knocked of him. Knocked you down, yeah. Yes. And uh, he was badly injured. He was unconscious, and oh I had to get his airway established and a helicopter came took him away but. now you you got his airway established mm-hmm. so you're was, a nurse oh yeah i'm an operating room nurse okay i've i've worked at chambersburg hospital for 32 and a half years oh my gosh until a month ago and what happened a month ago a month ago i retired congratulations I retired. you see the smile it yeah. hasn't left it's a it big smile left. for the people yeah. that can't see this <laughs> But no, I love my job. I loved working at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Actually, we'll talk about the hospital a little bit. I was on a bike ride in 2007. 2007, yes. And on the back of the jerseys, the people were riding on that bike ride in Carlisle said, Carlisle Hospital sponsor. Mm-hmm. I thought, whoa, I work for Chambersburg Hospital. And here's Carlisle Hospital sponsoring a bike ride. Uh-oh. Why doesn't Chambersburg Hospital do something like that? And then I thought, <coughs> whoa, Carlisle Hospital. Our nurse, some of our nurses were leaving and going to work for Carlisle Hospital. Mm-hmm. I thought, and I'm having to work extra shifts be, to cover for them. And I thought, whoa, armed with that, it'd be nice if I know two or three dozen people at at work that ride a bike maybe we could get our own little bike team together Mm -hmm. and the hospital could buy us jerseys that was what I was thinking right so I approached the HR department with that and they forwarded me to you know Beth Steffi in the development office and we came up with a plan to start our own little bike club and call it Summit Health Bike Club Mm -hmm. And at the time, Harmark Blue Shield sponsored us. They they gave us a little money to get started, mm-hmm. and there you have it. We were starting our bike club, and I thought we would get like two, three dozen people. At the end of the first year, we had almost 100 people. It's it's just grown so much. Within the first three years, we outgrew Chambersburg Hospital and Summit. We It was not manageable through them. We needed to... Uh, get our own treasurer and our own officers that we could pay our own bills and so we branched out from them and we became the Franklin County cyclists okay 
So we have, I'm the president, and we have vice president, secretary, treasurer, and then we, we actually have 13 board members, if oh you my include gosh. myself. You're becoming a small so, corporation. Actually, we are. We are a currently a 501c4, and we all the paperwork is in to switch to a 501c3 nonprofit sure. corporation. Okay. So, and so let's talk about the Franklin County Cyclists. Tell us who you are, what you do, and <coughs> how people can get involved. Okay, uh, we have rides every Tuesday evening at 5:30, and every Thursday morning the same ride at nine o'clock. We generally start in the middle of April and finish in the middle of September due to uh, the daylight. You know, you run right. out of daylight. Five o'clock is a night ride at a certain right. point. So we have five levels of riders, A being your racer type riders or your triathletes, and down to E being someone doing it for enjoyment or just <laughs> uh, beginner right. level. Getting Maybe started. their spouse rides and they're pretty good. but they don't want to ride with their spouse because they can't keep up right. well you you can still bring your spouse along and participate in the same events because there's somebody in every level there's mm-hmm. somebody for your spouse to ride with you don't have to ride with your spouse if you don't ride at the same speed yeah. so and there's five like i said five different levels so five different routes generally uh just the easier ones are less miles. So. so what would an e-route be in terms of mileage for somebody who's thinking about getting started? All right, an e-route would be about five to eight miles at the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, a route would be generally about 30 to 34 miles. Mm-hmm. And the others are anywhere in between. Mm-hmm. An a route would have a lot of hills. I always put something very challenging in for them, like a mountain climb mm-hmm. or... And the E route, I try to take out a lot of the hills and don't give them anything really hard. But, yeah, you don't want to discourage this is, people. This is Franklin County, though. Yeah, there are is. hills in Franklin There's County. nothing so, flat here. And it's okay to get off your bike and walk it mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, sure, And sure. you're not alone. You know, there are other people that do that, too. Let's talk a little bit about the event you just held. Um, you just held a very big event. Go ahead and talk about that. Okay, on Saturday, it's the it's always on Father's Day Saturday. We have the Franklin County Century. It's a breast cancer ride, and 100% of the proceeds of that event go to women locally in Franklin County through two different organizations. One is the Cumberland Valley Breast Care Alliance. They're okay. at 50%, and the other 50% goes to the Rhonda Brake Shriner Women's Center. Okay. So benchmark for... Uh, breast cancer related things I don't tell them what to do with their money they know what to do with the best and where their their needs are one thing that the Rhonda Brake Shriner Women's Center did though which I really like is they erected a pavilion outside the cancer center for patients who are receiving chemo and maybe they just want to go outside and get a breath of fresh air they're in there for like four to eight hours and to just not sit in the same chair inside the same cubicle, mm-hmm. it's a really nice break. They mm-hmm. can go outside. That's great. And so the event, you had a perfect day. Weather was just fantastic. We had a record number of attendees, which is 242 this year. Wow. So Rolling around the hills of Franklin County. 242 riders actually paid to do an event, and they went anywhere from 13 to 100 miles. Uh-huh. The 100-mile route, I told you I was throwing something challenging for yeah, those it. who want to go further. 
after they do their metric century, which is 62, they go on to finish uh, the rest of the route with a five mile climb up to the top of Big Flat. And then when they get to the top, we have a rest stop up there this year. Kurt Finney, one of the uh, uh, persons who helped me originally get the bike club started, mm -hmm. uh, he set up a rest stop up there, him and his wife, and also the Chambersburg mountain bike team were okay. up there helping. So after they do their five mile climb, at least they have a little break in the action. They can refill their water bottles, get a few snacks mm -hmm. and head down. It's only one and a half miles down though. That is the fastest so, one and a half miles in this area. Yes, and the record for that is by someone in our bike club, Byron Stevenson at 62 miles an hour. He ha He's recorded going down there. So for the non-cyclist, that sounds uh, kind of fast. On a bicycle, uh, it's like you're traveling through time and space. That's actually dangerous going 62 miles an hour down there. Really dangerous. I think he only did it because he knew the road. He knew there weren't any. Did you have the road blocked off at the bottom? No, it wasn't blocked off then at it's the even bottom. More dangerous because you need the well, whole road to make that turn. That horseshoe turn yeah. right in the center of it. You need yes. to use the whole road. And, and hope there's no gravel or potholes. Yeah. And a couple so. of other things you're hoping and praying for. Yeah, no animals run out and right. you don't get a flat tire. Well, that's great. So you, you raised a bunch of money. Uh, the event went off. I was out riding, and I, d I just saw cyclists everywhere. Everywhere I turned, there was another group of riders. And one of the things I think is so great about what you've done is, you know, this sport can be intimidating. If you get out there, like you see the people, you know, like I talked about, the, the hardcore roadie down in the drops just hammering, thinking I can't do that. But when the rides go past my house, what I see are a lot of people who you can tell are trying this out for the first time. And maybe they have fitness goals, who knows? Maybe they just wanna be outside. I think that's one of the greatest things that you've done for cycling in our area and just for people in general in our area. I have a friend who I've met this year and got him interested in cycling. And he told me the first time he rode with our group, he was really intimidated. Yeah. But as he kept coming two or three times, he's like, he could be in the B group by now. He started out, his first ride was in the E group, and the next week he went to the D, then the week after that he was in the C. Now he's passing me, so I think everyone starts somewhere, mm -hmm. and, and we see improvements, so many improvements in, in the riders, you know, mm -hmm. from the beginning of the season to the end. Sure. Which is one reason why we have time trials. We have mm -hmm. the, what's called a, a no-frills time trial, which means it's just that, no frills. You don't get a trophy, you don't get medals, you're not competing against each other, you compete against yourself, you get a baseline time. Right. All right, and then that's always Memorial Day Saturday. Then Labor Day Saturday, we have what's called the grindstone time trial. Mm -hmm. It's the very same course, it's a 10 mile course. Riders leave one minute apart from each other, no drafting allowed, just hammer out Go as fast as you can for 10 miles. Mm -hmm. And only this time, for the grindstone time trial, you get some really cool trophies. If you're first, second, or third place, you've got yourself a nice piece of artwork. Nice. And this year, we've got specially designed medals for mm -hmm. the age group places. We only go the uh, first and second place for the age group. Mm -hmm. A lot of age groups 
go like a little said, deeper. That one time that I participated in a race, I was the only one in my age group. Yeah. So we only give out the first and second place mm-hmm. until we get a lot more participants. But mm-hmm. anyhow, we have some really cool medals this year we're giving out too. So so as far as the uh, the rides, are they supported at all? What happens if like your rider flats or has a mechanical? Uh, well... For our events, we always have a SAG driver. SAG meaning support and gear, S-A-G. The SAG driver patrols the route Mm -hmm. and looks for riders who may need some assistance. Mm -hmm. Uh, The SAG driver's phone number is on the bottom of the cue sheets. Every rider gets a cue sheet. That's a set of directions to let you know which way to go. And the roads are marked with uh, arrows that say FCC underneath them for Franklin County cyclists in the color of the week that you're riding. So, and also the group. You do put down the, D group, turn this way, or C group, because I see these all yeah. over the place. Yeah, you, you actually don't need the cue sheet because the roads are marked so well, but mm-hmm. if you want the SAG driver's phone number, and then just in case you make a wrong turn for some reason, you're following somebody who's not really in your group, mm-hmm. uh, you should really have the cue sheets. <coughs> Besides, you know, I go through all the trouble of printing them out. Take one. Take a cue sheet, people. Take a cue sheet. So you follow the directions and where the routes separate from each other, it's marked on the road. Mm-hmm. It's very clearly marked, by very the way. Very clearly marked. Uh, it's hard to miss. Okay, so the SAG driver's patrolling the route. We only have one SAG driver, and I said there's five different routes. So that SAG driver patrols the C route, which is the one right in the middle. But if you're on one of the other routes, you just give them a call, and they'll come to wherever you are. Mm-hmm. They carry water. They carry a first aid kit. Many times a SAG driver is actually a nurse or an OR tech trained in first aid and CPR. They're not going to, if you break a bone or something, don't worry, they're not going to set your broken bone. They're going to pick you up. They're going to take you to the emergency room or to the urgent care center. They'll take care of you. But that's not going to happen. You're going to have a great time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The SAG driver also, the main job of the SAG driver is to be the photographer. They generally station themselves at some scenic location and they'll take your picture along the route. Uh, They also carry uh, a tool kit, minor tool kit, Mm -hmm. and a uh, tire pump. So if you have got you covered. Yep. Do you guys do any kind of um, trainings on bike maintenance? Because this is very important if you're getting into this sport. Um, Things wear out, tires go flat, things need to be fixed. We have a very comprehensive workshop before the season even starts. It's always like the first weekend or so in April. Mm-hmm. It's on a Saturday. It's eight hours, folks, eight hours. Oh, wow, that's a commitment. It's, it's all about safety. We're all about safety and uh, maintenance. You learn how to change your own flat tire. You learn how to uh, clean your drivetrain. That's your chain and your derailleurs, mm-hmm. how to maintain them. Uh, ABC quick check that's uh, it's not airway bleeding and circulation it's air for your tires brakes B for brakes check how to check your brakes to make sure they're working right and uh, C for like your chain and your cog set and Mm. just to make sure that right you know what are you yeah. teaching safety what are you telling uh, new riders because when you start road riding when cars start whizzing by you, it's a scary phenomenon. 
most beginning cyclists are very afraid of riding on the road and in the traffic and we teach them the general rules of the road to ride on the right hand side of the road to always wear your helmet and uh, follow all the rules just like your vehicle and to use hand signals mm -hmm. and to not ride too abreast whenever uh, you're in traffic yeah, or don't any cars the behind yes keep to the right hand side right around the ride at the white line mm -hmm. if the shoulder is wide enough and clear of debris by all means take the shoulder mm -hmm. but you have to leave yourself an out if there's mm -hmm. no room on that shoulder you've got to be safe and you to have to be out. seen by mm -hmm. the uh be somewhere where the car's going to see you mm -hmm. and to wear brightly colored clothes and be predictable don't oh, that's interesting yeah. don't swerve all over the road be predictable so that when a car is driving down the road, they pretty much know what you're going to do. Now, if you're weaving in and out of all the cars that are maybe parked along the side, they don't know if you're going to scoot back out in front of them or, right. or what. So just be predictable. Mm -hmm. uh, now, there is the new law in Pennsylvania that the motorist does have to give you four feet. Let's talk about the law. My understanding is we have the same rights and responsibilities as cars. Mm -hmm. So if we come to an intersection and it's a four-way, we get our turn. Yes. Um, they should not be pulling in front of <laughs> us and cutting us off just because they can go slightly faster. Same rights and responsibilities. So if you're out there, behave like a car is my understanding. Right. When you're coming up to a stop sign or a red light and there's two or three cars ahead of you, I don't feel that you should scoot up alongside of them just because you can. I think that you need to get right behind that last car that's that's standing in line or sitting in line waiting for that light and when when they start to go you start to go and when, when you start to go you th you then keep to the right mm -hmm. but make sure you take your place in line especially if you're going to turn left you need to get out behind that car at your place in line mm -hmm. signal that you're turning left and then just go like you're a car turn mm -hmm. left just like you would if you were a car and then proceed to get in the right hand Mm -hmm. right side of the yeah, road. Yeah, and you bring up the thing about uh, make sure you're seen. I think that my understanding is drivers, when they're looking around, they're only perceiving the biggest objects. And cyclists, sometimes we can just, they might not see us. I think that one thing I try to practice, don't expect the driver to do what you, what they, you think they're going to do. Right. Because they may pull out in front of you, you don't know. I mean, I've had a lot of close calls, and <laughs> I had one incident that they didn't see me they pulled out i went down and broke a collarbone so always keep your guard up always be looking mm -hmm. make eye contact with the driver if you can and uh, that's a good one that's a very good one making eye contact i think that's key let's move on to something a little more fun let's talk about some of your favorite roads and some of your favorite rides okay it depends on how much time i have if i I have a favorite, let's say, 20-mile route, and I have a favorite, say, 32 or so mile route, mm -hmm. like on days when I'd be pressed for time. I would go from my house, which is outside of Marion, I would go up the Social Island Road, sure, up to Warm Spring Road and mm -hmm. turn left. I'd go down, catch Guntner Road, and take Guntner Road all the way up. There's a nice hill. Mm -hmm. These are like three sets of really nice hills. Mm -hmm. Social Island Road has a nice hill. Yeah, then that, that, that whole uh, 234 up there, it drops down. Then those are some sharp, oh, steep climbs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are fun. Do you ever head out to the Michaud and ride out that way? Oh, I, that's my other favorite route. Yeah, that's mine too. I like to go 
oh, there's several different ways, but from my house in Marion, I would go out to the old Forge Road. Sure. The back oh, way. Oh, it's a beautiful And then farm. go seven miles up to the top mm-hmm. into South Mountain and then come down and either take a, a right there at the Lily Pond and go down into Caledonia mm-hmm. or else keep going straight and come into Mon Alto mm-hmm. and then back home. Two really fun descents. Yeah, I, I always, I like hills and I like mountains for training. Yeah, we're, we are lucky here that there's so much beautiful riding. And how about that new shoulder on 30? They just did that. Yeah, it's a highway for us. It's, it's nice. I saw there was still a lot of they, new stuff on it. They're doing another layer on it, so I think they're not quite done. But, you know, I've been riding that out to Caledonia on shoulder for I don't know, the last 20 years, and now it's repaved. It's beautiful. Well, all right, let's um, get some information out about your club. Where do they go to find you? Okay, to find where we are, uh, go to www.franklincountycyclist.org. And there you'll see under events, our FCC events, Franklin County Cyclists, and it has listed in the calendar where we're going to be on which Tuesday and Thursday. Also, any other events sponsored by us will be on that calendar. Then we also have a non-FCC event calendar that we post rides from our friendly neighboring bike clubs. Okay. And what does it cost to join? It's only $20 a year annual. And that gets you the, all the SAG support, discounts into the workshop, uh, discounts into the Franklin County Century, mm-hmm. and uh, discounts at some of the local bike shops. And what about a discount on one of these nice jerseys you got here? We sell these jerseys at cost to everybody okay. at, at our cost. That's so. fair. Yeah, they've got a great-looking team jersey. Uh, if you want, and we have shorts, and we you have, have a whole kit. And we have hats. So professional. We, yeah. All right, that's fantastic. Cool. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Um, Jeremy, what do we got going on? The only thing I have to uh, tell everyone about is the uh, second Saturday Common Grounds Gathering on July 14th. It'll be Ezra Thrush speaking on uh, climate stewardship and environmental justice. Ezra is the director of policy at Penn Future. So that's coming up again Sounds July 14th at the Coil Free Library okay. from 10 a.m. until noon with free coffee from Brussels Cafe. Okay. So check that out. And thank you so much for being with us today, Karen. Appreciate you coming Welcome. Thanks for by. having me. Yeah. That's all I have. Find us on Twitter at The Progress Pod and find us online at progresspod.org. All right. That's it. Thanks, Thanks again. Thanks for listening. <laughs>